You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter. And today we are talking about one of the subjects that is really close to my heart. That would be streetwear, fashion, and we are talking to, I'm going to use this word, I'm going to say the queen of Detroit uh, streetwear, uh, independent designer, amazing human being, entrepreneur, store owner, Melody Fresher. How are you, Melody? I am awesome. How are you? That means so much. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm a huge fan. I'm a fan of your work. I'm a fan of you. I love everything you do online. I love, you know, what you do for women. I love your products. I just think you're, you know, your style is so fun. And, you know, I love what you're doing in the game. Can you tell us about what do you have going on, you know, right now? So right now, um, among the pandemic, (laughs) we are just basically pivoting to do everything as before, just, you know, in a safer way. So we do still have our weekly and monthly drop. So February is obviously an exciting month, um, especially if you're black, because it's our month, right? Shortest month, but we'll take it. So, and it's a month of love. Uh, for me personally, it's three special things. I only is a Black History Month, and it's Valentine's Day, but it's also my one-year anniversary with my husband, who I co-own AYVX Fresher with. So we get to celebrate that. Um, we have some Black... We're really excited. We have some, like, Black History... I don't want to say Black History, but, like, the African pan color, lots of stuff coming with that um, because it's February... February and June are, are, you know, that's when we really like to push those, um, that colorway. Um, of course, being in love, of course, we're having lots of pink and red coming from the Fresher brand just because women love pink and red. <laughs> and um, hopefully we'll be able to complete, I'm speaking it into existence now, complete the first piece of our collab with both brands because after all this time, we've never done that. So I'm excited. Wow. You know what's weird? Okay, it is weird that you haven't done it because it feels like y'all have done it. But really, what I, if I'm really honest with myself, I haven't actually seen a collab product, but y'all are always in each other's pictures. Exactly. And, and, y'all, <laughs> and y'all promote each other's products and brands. Right. So, yeah. So when you said that, I was thinking like, huh? But now I now that my memory is coming to me, I realize like, yeah, okay. That's it's never um, been a mouthpiece, yes. Wow. <laughs> so are, so is it um clothing or accessory? Like what is the uh collab? clothing? Mm. Is it gonna be unisex? Uh, well, it'll be basically for men and women. Um, we're gonna do like a mixed match piece. So like if you're a woman and you have a man. Um, and then just some like coordinating like style pieces. Wow. So, yeah. And, um, this is really, really, really exciting because, you know, when I, uh, think of, you know, Detroit fashion, 
um, you know, immediately, historically, what comes to mind is hair wars, you know. Oh, wow. Yes, absolutely. And then um, another thing that comes to mind is the Ebony Fashion Fair. That's, you know, historically, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, I think about the Mad Hatter. I think about, um, I mean, there's so many, you know, I think of like Fast Freddy, you know? Yes. And, um, you know, the scene, you know, we had a TV show here in Detroit, historic TV show called The Scene. And that's where, you know, I'm telling my age, where we have to look to, (laughs) you know, to see like, oh, what's hot, you know? Exactly. Um, But then, you know, move through time, we look at um, Aaliyah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that brought, you know, that type of style, you know, God rest her soul. And, you know, moving forward, you know, Detroit has always been like, um, I'd say a combination of like, I call it like street chic. And, um, you know, with like leather, you know, and we yes. look at um, even Puffy, right? The whole bad boy motif he got that because he went to the strip club with biggie in detroit and he was with the so-called d-boys and detroiters were wearing the air force ones with the jeans or with the leather pants and then with the fitteds you know with the d-fitteds and stuff with the blazers right Mm-hmm. and the Cardis and all that. And Puffy was like, oh, that's hot. And so right. he took that motif and that became the bad boy motif, right? In the 90s. And then we look, um, you know, I don't know, a few years ago where, you know, we have some of the companies like Detroit is Different that made a mark with their kind of signature, kind of bold print um, on a T-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. So all through this, this I don't know, at least since I've been back in Detroit, there's been this place, you know, it's called AYV. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's a place where the people who know in Detroit that know about fashion and know and like streetwear and like to look fresh, but be a little unique. is like, OK, that's the place to go. Right. That's right. The place to get the special things from when you want to be fly and, um, and, and, and Melody Fresher is this person that people go to when they want to, you know, when you like streetwear and you want to be fly and you want to, you know, have that unique look and you want to, you know, be special, right. You want to have something that's different. And so, yeah, that's how I see what you've done and and, and what you've been able to create. And I see you in the landscape of streetwear and I see you growing. I see your brand growing. Thank you. you. Visibility growing. And talk to us about your brand, you know, like all of it, like the evolution of your brand, you know, your vision, you know, what, what, what you're doing, like all of that, like give it to us. So um, just from the beginning um of course i've been hosting parties have mercy at least 13 years now so or host just being involved with events period downtown and i've always loved to rock a t-shirt whether i dress the t-shirt up or down t-shirts are just 
you know, staple pieces, you know, graphic tees um, and all of that, what have you. So I would make, go and get some shirts printed up at your local print shop or wherever. Of course, if you couldn't find a specific shirt, you would just get the shirt made, right? So I got this, um, can I curse? <laughs> I'm trying not yeah, to. Yeah, it's it. a podcast. You can do, yeah. <laughs> okay. Be yourself. Express yourself <laughs> like salt and pepper said. Right. So I made this such a fucking lady shirt because one one time in particular, someone was describing me and they they used that quote like, you know, like that's a lady, like that's a fucking lady. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm nice, but I'm really not the person you want to be on the other side of the table with, you know. So and that was a compliment, you know, still. So I was like, I'm gonna get that on a shirt or whatever, because, of course, there were no such a fucking lady shirts at Northland when it was still open, of course, at this point. So fast forward, I wear the shirt to a party. People are like, oh, I like that shirt. Like, you know, I want to buy that shirt. And I'm like, well, I don't really. It's, it's just one shirt. It's my shirt. At the time, in all prior, I've always had a, a retail background. So very often if I'm wearing something, it was coming from a local boutique or something like that. And that's what I would do. I would pass out cards, my nails. Um, I didn't pay for nails coming up from a teenager into my early 20s until my nail tech moved away. Like I would promote my nails. I promoted everything, hair, bundles, nails, clothes, shoes. People would give me stuff and give me a stack of flyers and I would get rid of them because people are going to ask me, where'd you get that from? So all of this basically, you know, comes into play later where I'm like, okay, I'm a walking billboard. I can sell salt to a slug. And people are interested in something that I made for myself. So I decided to produce that one shirt. And I'm like, well, if people buy it, we'll, we'll rock. And if people don't buy it, it's okay. Because I'm not necessarily afraid of failure. You know, you never know until you try. And I didn't really want to have a t-shirt brand. So I've always had a bigger vision than just printing up t-shirts and, you know, flipping them on Etsy or whatever. So people went crazy over the shirt. I did a St. Patrick's Day shirt. St. Patrick's Day is still one of my best months, even though black folk ain't black folk ain't Irish, but it's cool. You know, it's cool. But people still, you know, I still sell a substantial amount of that particular quote on bags, t-shirts, sweatshirts. That's still one of my top selling items. Um, it's my personal favorite just because when I put it on, I feel like a fucking lady. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it brings you up to speed, like whatever the day has for me. I can take it. I got it. So that's the kind of confidence that I want to sell to my customer. Um, that's the kind of confidence that I live by myself. So if you run into me, I am that billboard. You know, I am that, you know, reality. Like, I'm a lady. This is what, you know, my aim is. This is what I want you to feel like as a customer. Extra small to 3X, whatever size, shape, creed, color, whatever. We are all amazing in our own life. And that's what that means to me. So... After six years, <laughs> two stores, no, three stores later, we're in downtown Royal Oak still. And I absolutely, I absolutely love it. So tell tell me about that, you know, process. Like, tell me about how you got, how you're doing the, the first, I mean, you know, that was like, you, you know, you had the one shirt, but how did you go from, you know, the shirt to like, having a clothing line so i'm definitely one to figure stuff out on my own so i had photoshop on my on my mac at the time 
I uh, finally got that file. So I'm like, well, if I make one shirt, let's see what else I can make. So I just would sit after work. I would write ideas. I'm a doodler. I'm ser- I'm doodling now. Like I'm a serious doodler. <laughs> so I would doodle ideas at work. And then I would go home and figure out how to get my paper ideas on the computer. So I made five, uh, five solid designs. And then I searched around for a screen printer locally, you know, in the area, Metro Detroit area. So out of everybody that I asked that had brands, um, a lot of a couple people, I think it was three people total ended up sending me to this one guy in particular. And I was like, well, I'm going to start with this guy because (laughs) unknowingly people gave me the same, you know, person. So I, you know, I went to him, we had a meeting, he loved my designs. He was like, okay, I got you. We can do some stuff or whatever. And to this day, um, I still use him and he's with all the shits like (laughs) if I say yo I think we should do this on this and do an ombre and whatever he'll be like all right let me figure it out I got you like he'll do whatever just because he believes in me and he's you know showed me and taught me different things when it comes to creating pieces um just teaching me processes so I don't I've never printed a shirt a day in my life I don't knock anybody that does it's just not I'm about to do all night (laughs) It's just way easier to have somebody else take take that headache. But I basically just did my research. I stayed on Google. Google University is where I graduated from all day, every day. I was on it at work. I was on it when I got home. I ended up leaving my job in 2015 because it was either go to work at one o'clock or pick up these hats from, uh, from a manufacturer that I was using at the time out. And they were far out. So I couldn't make both. I wasn't going to make work and pick up the work. It was going to be one of the other. So I'm like, well, I'm going to pick up these hats because I know if I flip these hats, that's more than what I was going to make, you know, at work that day. So I picked the hats up. I got rid of the hats. I told my friend, my best friend at the time, pack my desk up. I'm not coming back. And that was 2015. The like beginning, beginning. Wow. And so now, so you know, you, you have your clothing line and you know, as well as I know, when you have creative business, there's up and then there's not up. <laughs> okay. And um, there's a lot of investment, time, money, yes. you know, learning, um, a lot of sacrifice. Um, I'm going to use the word waste, but what I mean is like trying to get to the idea, you know, trying to get to, um, oh, okay, this is the keeper, you know, Mm -hmm. can you talk about that process, you know, because there's a lot of people who want to, uh, you know, are like, okay, I want to be a designer. I've, I've, I'm creative. I can, you know, I can do something together. Yeah. Can you talk about that work part? You know, because I feel like that's what makes that's what really makes the designer. Right. Is that actual work part, you know? Right. So you can't skip the work, period. That's just <laughs> not you know this, but, you know, there's no cheat code because literally everybody's steps are just going to look different, period. Um, for me, it is I am a professional procrastinator. I work well under pressure and sometimes I put myself under pressure just to get it done. Right. So because I started off this thing for me, my target customer is not 
exactly me, if that makes sense, right? So I have to think more than just, yeah, this would be cute if I made it for me, but will it look good on somebody who has more hips than I do, somebody who has more boobs than I do, somebody who has a little more stomach than I do. So I try to look at a general, you know, because my target, you know, my my customers really range. They're young, they're older, they're mature, they are wealthy, you know, that everybody looks different, but we all just have the same similarities that tie us all together. So for me, it's just trying it. Just, I am, a, I'm what I call, I call it a pinky toe. Like I'll put my pinky toe in it. I'll make five of these and see how people like it. I'll make one of them, wear it on a Friday night and see how people respond to it. And if people like it, great. If they don't like it, then I learned that didn't work. And I keep that in my memory bank so I don't make that mistake again or, you know, invest too much money going in the wrong direction. So I don't think it's anything wrong with, you know, sampling until it until you get it right. It's not it may not always be exactly how you, you know, you wanted it or how it needed to be the first go round. You might print the shirt up and say it looks better off center or, you know, down at the bottom or Mix the design this way, but you don't get, you won't know it until you make it and you put it on or you have somebody put it on or you wear it out and you just test it out. So I'm really, really big on that. Like my husband is like the opposite. He'll just be like, we'll make a hundred of these and go like, and I'm like, no, like make 20 and then see what happens. Like put your pinky toe in first. I say that all the time. And you know what? I was talking to you a little bit before about being a designer in Detroit, which is interesting. So, you know, me, I'm a, you know, by trade, I, you know, was at least a fashion photographer for, I don't know, over 15 years or whatever in New York City. And mm-hmm. um, I also went to fashion school. I went to FIT. I went to Howard, but also went, you know, also graduated from FIT. And um, so I know like a bajillion people in the fashion industry, people in in fashion, 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 New York. Right. Yes. And so, um, you know, going to fashion school, especially and when I'm working in the industry, you get a chance to see what they would say under the hood. Right. Mm-hmm. Of, like yes. processes. And um, in New York, there's so many ways to just get your products made and and you can get them made right there in New York city. You know, there's right. There's leather makers in Brooklyn. There's people who make buttons, you know, on 28th street. Like if you just go on 28th and Broadway in New York city, you could get every single thing that you need. Right. Like that's the fashion district, like anything you need for embroidery, for, you know, crocheting and knitting for any time. Isn't that ironic? We don't have that here. We don't have that here. So talk to me about being a designer and your, I'm going to say like sourcing and manufacturing and, and, and production. Like, what is that like? Like being here as a, as a, as that's what you do, you know, you're not doing this as a hobby. Like this is what you do. Can you talk about that a little bit? So you definitely have to network and Google. <laughs> Because we don't have a, you know, street where you can just walk down and there are blocks and blocks of people who create things and they are ready and open to make whatever you bring across a spec sheet to them, you know? So 
that's the only time I ever feel like I wished I lived in New York or LA because we have no fashion district here. We have no, I'm not gonna say we don't have, we have a fashion community, but it's just not as outlined as those other states, right? So for me, it's just piecing it all together. You know, I might go have to get these patches out of Pakistan or something, you know, but these other pieces, they're coming from some other place, you know? So it's just like, sometimes it's just, if I can't get it all done in one spot, that's fine. I'll figure it out and then I'll piece it together later. At this point, I don't, you know, have one manufacturer for everything to this day. I don't because nobody is, is well, at this point that I found, it's nobody in the world that I found that just does it all. So I don't have a one stop shop for anything. It just, it don't work like that. <laughs> I wish we had a district where I could just be like, let me go down the street tomorrow and, you know, get this stuff done. But it just doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. But meeting people, you learn, you just learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. And what would you say, like, okay, because when I first moved back here, there literally was, that was 2008. There literally was like, if you go into the neighborhoods, right, there's boutiques. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty real boutiques yeah real boutiques and pretty much most of the boutiques are like it's interesting most of the boutiques are like in the neighborhood they're not downtown right and so what would you say for you you know like being downtown what it what is that difference as opposed to like maybe being in a neighborhood but you're in downtown royal oak but you know what I'm saying? It's it's a downtown area, you know, as opposed to being like in the neighborhood. So we were in Midtown 2016, 2016, 2017. Well, he was there 20 a year before I was. Um, I just didn't start until in-store stuff till 2016. I miss Midtown. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just right now, obviously, we have a lot of gentrified changes <laughs> and other factors. So we outgrew the space that we were in. But when we announced, you know, we're moving to Royal Oak versus another like downtown location or anything like that, people really welcomed it. And that's when we really realized how far people were kind of going out their way to come shop with us, which is huge, you know, because you can go to your local, you know what I mean? Like whatever is closest to you and only stay in those places. We were actually coming closer to our demographic. And we didn't realize that until we made that move and said, hey, we're moving to Royal Oak in November um, 2017. So I feel like I'm closer to our people, you know? Um, a lot of our customers didn't live in Midtown. They didn't live downtown. They lived in the suburbs. You know, some live east, some live west, but we were still right off the freeway. So people can still kind of get to us no matter where they're from. They can just hop on the freeway, come right up 11 mile, and we're right there. So we're we're at home. We're at home where we are, thankfully. Um, but that's how it felt to us. And I was just like, people, like literally all the comments were, congratulations, now I don't have to come all the way to Midtown. Now I don't have to come all the way downtown. Like, oh, I didn't know you were coming all the way downtown because <laughs> we saw you twice a week, you know, so. Wow. We that, feel and closer. The thing, and the thing is, so who is your your client, you know, like who is your customer? So my customer is 
I'm going to say a confident woman because a confident woman lives in all of us, even if it's not as apparent as a Wendy Williams. I just finished watching that. So she's on my mind. But um, there's, you know, there's that Shaka Khan about it. You know, if, if there's something for everybody when it comes to the entire store it's basically the same thing. You might be a flamboyant dresser and you might be somebody who's a little bit more on the plain side. We got something for you, how you are and something in between. Um, our stuff, we have skaters. We have grandparents. <laughs> we got aunties. We got jazzy folks. We have people who are just with a weird style because everybody has their own thing. It really, really ranges. And I absolutely love that we are there. I don't have, you know, people who I just have to, every single person I have to dress, like, no, several people, you know, come in per day and they have their own way that they're going to rock this in a way that I didn't even think of. You know what I'm saying? And I like that because it would get boring if I was just like, okay, where do you with some red shoes and have a good day? You know, you wore it with yellow and you killed that. Like, that's cool. I like that. You know, that's where we are with our customers. I love it. And so, um, now what's your COVID pivot been like? What has it been like, um, appointments only, or had you just had been people been coming off the street or what was that like? We were grateful. We had a really, really cool landlord who did not stress us out when it was like the thick of it. Um, we stayed closed for three months. March, April, May. Yeah. Three months we were closed and we just did online. Um, when we opened back up June 1st, um, we've done limited hours. Like we're still on limited hours. We're open full time on the weekends and four hours through the week. Uh, we'll increase that, of course, closer to the holiday. But of course, obviously sanitizing is is key. Um, masks are required and thankfully to this day, not one single soul has given me a headache about wearing a mask in the store has been, you know, wanting to protect themselves. You know, it's not even about any defiance or anything like that. So it's actually been a really, really good transition because some people are struggling. <laughs> you know, they're, they're having people who don't want to wear masks in the store or all of that. And people are just cool, like, whatever. I'm happy to be out. I'm happy to shop. And I'm happy to see that you're moving safely because I'm moving safely. So. And then have you um, done collaborations with other designers before so i did my first collab last year um actually with a childhood friend she lived in la for many many years she moved back home to detroit and she distresses clothing um so just because she had just started her business last year when she distressed some pieces of mine and we were selling them in the store we marketed as a collab versus me just paying her per piece to distress and then i just sell it you know in the store or whatever, but that has really turned out to be some really dope stuff. We'll sell out of that kind of stuff in minutes. Um, that's super exciting because one, obviously making sales is, is great, but to help somebody else, you know, bring visibility to their brand, you know, working with her, helping her get her, you know, tags and things together, that kind of stuff that excites me. and makes me happy to see, you know, another woman win. And this is another woman that we were like, playing in the sandbox kids like this is somebody who I she's one of my longest friendships in my life um so I'm really excited about that and it made a really really big it was really big to me that the first collab that I did was not only somebody that I knew even though it wasn't planned it just kind of happened but 
it was somebody that knows me and I know them. So it was really, really dope. We have some so many things planned for like the rest of this year too. So it's really exciting. And can you tell me about, you know, for the listener, the landscape of Detroit fashion and also um, Detroit streetwear, you know? Oh, I love Detroit, right? And our style is one that people recognize when we're not there, no matter how different we all are. But to be different is not as celebrated in a lot of communities as being the same. So many people here, like earlier when you were talking about the boutiques in the neighborhood, I remember a time where my boutique didn't sell what your boutique sold and we didn't sell neither one of us sold what that boutique sold. Everybody was so individualized and that's like gone. (laughs) The idea of just not looking like everyone else, developing your own style, celebrating your own style. That's really what I focus on in my own brand because I don't feel like we see that anymore. All these stores, you can go in these stores and everybody has the same thing. Everybody's trying to look like everyone else. And it's like, okay, well, when that dies, then everybody's on to this next thing. And then everybody's on to this next thing. And now you have a bunch of stuff in your closet that's played out instead of just getting some quality pieces that you can remix and wear for years and years and years. Like, what happened to that? <laughs> I'm spending all this money, but it's all in a garbage bag by, you know, in three months. That's not fashion anymore. Like, that's not fashion to me. And that's not dope to me because I don't believe in wasting no money. So. <laughs> I'm trying to buy some good stuff that, you know, will last. So I I feel like we've, we've, we've lost that art. And what about, um, like, is there, I mean, I know in COVID it's probably definitely different, but is there like a designer like community in Detroit? I feel like we're starting, people are starting to network and try to build build some of those. I don't feel like it's a hardcore one. Just people kind of have their friends and people that they network with on a regular basis. But I definitely don't feel like we have a platform or a solid community to say, hi, this is Piper and she's looking to get into this particular thing. Let me introduce you to all of these people. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that. Mm-hmm. And lots of other places do, but we don't have that here. Yeah. And are you, um, you know, w- w- your the way that you have done your line, have you ever done the whole, like, go to the trade shows, like go to Magic and and these types of things? Have, have you done that? Surprisingly, I have not. <laughs> we were planning to go to Agenda and another show last year, and obviously that did not happen. But I've never done them. I'm always hosting an event, whether it's store related or just from like my regular events. I'm always like tied up doing something. And then I'm like, oh, why is everybody in Vegas? Oh, shoot. That was this weekend. I'm always late, like always late to the party. Yeah, that's funny. And so um, <laughs> and then in terms of, uh, you know, with the with the brand itself, how were you able to get like the trust of people to be like, okay, this, you know, I want to get, you know, 
I want to go here and get my clothes from here. I want to get my, you know, as opposed to any other, you know, store designer. Like, how do you think you were able to, you know, secure the trust of people? Probably because I'm I'm a really personable person. I am not a cookie cutter. I'm just, I'm, we're pretty transparent. And I feel like people love transparency. I know I love transparency. People love transparency because they want to feel like, it's kind of like cheers. You know, like you want to go where everybody knows your name, right? <laughs> you want to go drink in the comfort of some people who are cool with you, know, know who you are, you know, and you feel safe and comfortable. That's what we want. That's what we feel like we've created at the store. Like we have customers, people who come in, they kick it for hours. Like they don't just come pick out a couple t-shirts and some pants and then like leave. Like several times they will pull up a chair, go to the, <laughs> my, it's a gas station right by the store. It sells liquor. They sell everything, but either way, they also sell liquor. People will go pull up a bottle and pick up a chair and be chilling. Like, yes, like this is life. And we are having a good time on a Thursday. Like, we have that vibe. We've always tried to keep that vibe just because um, even though I, I always tell people your target customer is not your friends, it's not your family, but we have a lot of friends and family who support us and everybody doesn't have that. So the fact that our family and friends will sit and kick it, your customers, you know, now they're comfortable with your family and friends because they feel like your family and friends too. And that's just, the vibe, like, I want you to, you know, love whatever. I'm never going to be too salesy or like, you know, just buy it just because like, no, I don't want to just sell you anything. I want you to love it. I want you to be able to understand how you can rock it, the versatility that the piece has. And I want you to be able to wear it again and again. If you're unhappy for any reason, let's figure out how we can fix it. So I, whatever I would expect or love to get when I walk into a store, that's what I try to give out to our customers because it's important to me. I appreciate, you know, everybody that spends a single dollar because especially last year, you get the realization, like you can be anywhere in the world spending your money. Okay. Like <laughs> you don't have to spend your money with me, but you chose to spend it here. And I want you to know that we appreciate that. And we want to, you know, every time give you a quality piece and a great customer experience. I love it. Can you tell me something about Detroit, the Detroit fashion scene or the, or the Detroit streetwear scene that I might not know that you feel like people should know? Hmm. I think that, so there are, there are only so many people that care about the details. My customers care about the details. So like, we don't, <laughs> who is going to sound shady, but, <laughs> we don't sell clothes with what is it bella canvas or like gilding tags inside of them because we're a brand so when you take a shirt home and you buy it you know you take the shirt home and you forget where you got the shirt from you can look inside the tag and say okay i got this shirt from forever 21 i got this shirt from ayv i got this shirt from the fresher brand and you know that because not only did it come with a hang tag but it also came with a neck label. People, a lot of people just get out here and they press whatever on the shirt and then they sell them. And I'm like, that's Gildan shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not your shirt. Who, what's your name of your brand? Whose shirt is it? Because you still got Gildan in there. So I'm led to believe that this is Gildan shirt. So 
I feel like there are only so many truly respected brands because only so many brands really put top to bottom effort in their pieces and in their product. And I, I hate the argument, you know, like we should support our black businesses. We should pay top dollar or whatever the, that the person is, you know, asking. But at the same time, in return, are you measuring up? Are you measuring up what you're asking? Because I can't sell anything that doesn't have my, my label in it. That's not mine. Everything we do, like we're hundred percent, like we really, really put an effort into it, testing it out figuring out what works what doesn't work so when you sell this stuff like i'm not slanging on my trunk like <laughs> and even when i was it still mattered to me that my stuff had tags in it like that kind of stuff is really important to people who are into fashion and into detail mm. and then are are you familiar or do you uh pay attention to the uh like nationally um like women's streetwear Absolutely. And it's to me, it's kind of well, I think it's getting bigger now. I feel like we've seen a surplus of designs and stuff over the last couple years, one being the pandemic and just two people just emerging. But it's definitely not a huge market like male streetwear. Definitely not as big. And um, are there publications that you look to that where you can where you feel like you know, maybe like you would like to be in at some point? Mm, not necessarily publications, but I do have a list of people that need to wear the fresher brand before this is over. <laughs> okay. okay. So I need to see Lil Kim in a such a fucking lady shirt. Like that would like make my life existence <laughs> all worth it. Okay. Um, okay. Who else? I need to just go down my list because it's just so many like names and people like I would love just to see them rock a jogging suit or a hat or something like that. Like that would just be like, that's what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> they get it. Yeah. I mean, cause like when I look at, so I like this publication. It's called Snobbet. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically the woman's version of high snobiety. Well, it was. They used to be, they used to um be the woman's section of high snobiety. And then now they have their own, now they're their own publication and it's dedicated to women's streetwear. And she does, you know, features on everything from like Gucci to Adidas to, you know, independent brands. And um, she's kind of like a tastemaker. I'd like to see I'd like to see your stuff in her publication because, you know, it's it's got it just reminds me of that really unique, you know, flair. You know what I mean? That that I'm that, looking at her Instagram. Everything on here is so dope. Yeah, like I think you know that's someone, and you know I would like to see Rihanna in your stuff. Yes, I feel I like really she's like, your target. Yes, because she she gets it. She had, she's had a song where 
Okay, so I always want to make are these visuals, but Instagram is always hating when it comes to music, you using real music, which is so irritating. But she has a song in a snippet, basically, where she says such a fucking lady or whatever. And I wanted to use it, but I'm just like, I don't want to put all this work in and then Instagram be like, you can use that. Like, that's going to make me upset. But definitely. <laughs> yeah, like I could totally see Rihanna and your stuff. And, um, you know, that she has amazing style. I love her. And the Ari Lennox, I could totally see Ari Lennox and your stuff. You know? you know what? Lizzo is on my list, too. Oh, yeah. Lizzo, her style is really, really, really funky. Just Lizzo is on my list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, Mary J. I would love to see her in some big old sunglasses, a fur coat, and some jeans and some boots. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so... What are your, without giving away your secret sauce, but what would you say some of your um, goals are, you know, for um, for the brand? Just like coming up, like whether that's this year or in the next like two years. So we've taken a turn in the last couple of years. Um, of course, like I said, the vision has always been more than T-shirts and I honestly drop very few t-shirts a year. I need to do better, but that's only because I've been putting so much energy into where people are looking and that's in athleisure. So all of our jogging suits and separates, they're not see-through. A lot of them come in uh, extended sizes and things like that. And people were really loving these like my best athleisure year was 2020. You know why everybody's like panicking. I'm selling jogging suits like, I don't know what, like waters on the corner in a, on a hot summer day. Like people are eating these jogging suits up. And I've always loved the jogging suit. Like I can't wait to tell my lifetime story and I can show all these like cute little jogging suits I've ever had in my life <laughs> that had beads and, and glitter and paint splatters and all this stuff. Like I always liked that. Um, I've always loved the easiness and cleanness of a jogging suit with a clean pair of sneakers and a big pair of glasses. That's always been my look. I'm pretty sure I could put a jogging suit picture at every age (laughs) in that exact order, just because I've I've always liked that. So to see it come to fruition with the brand is really dope. But I do want to take another kind of curve and just get into more of the street chicness of it. And I want to do a lot more feminine things. So we're looking to do some, we, we are doing some sweater dresses this year. Um, some more rompers because people really liked our rompers and we did those. Just those more girly pieces once the world opens up and we actually have somewhere to wear these things to. But in the meantime, we're going to keep cranking this athleisure because everybody not going outside yet. So, <laughs> And you know what's interesting? Um... I get this newsletter, Covetor, mm-hmm. and they feature a lot of the Bogues and all that. But, uh, you know, what? Th- there's a whole, I don't know, genre, I would say, of women or people who actually, in the even in the middle of the pandemic, are still styling. And they're Absolutely. not going anywhere. They're just styling at home. Listen, I'm trying to my best to muster up all my courage to figure out how to do my first TikTok video. Okay, (laughs) that has been the the leader in making us 
feel like a woman again, like putting on lipstick, doing our hair, because so many of us were just so comfortable. Like, and it, it, it was me, you know, because I wasn't going anywhere. And my my husband is not one of those guys to be like, you know, if you don't have on lipstick and six inch heels, like, I don't want to look at you. Like, he doesn't care. He likes me in a t-shirt and some socks. So we're, we're all so comfortable. You know, I'm not going anywhere but to Kroger and my store. So I'm not seeing anybody. But I remember in April of last year, I was like, I am tired of looking homeless. Like, <laughs> I have to get cute even if I'm just going to pick up some chicken and some noodles. Like, dude. I'm over it. I'm over it from like I'm in jail. <laughs> you know, Kroger and Meyer became the mall. You got when you went to the mall and you got cute and you went with your friends to meet boys. Like that's what the grocery store is now. That's funny. That's so funny, but I think it's true. Aisle six. You cleaned in a mug. Hilarious. You're right back home. That's hilarious. And so do you see now are you doing shoes didn't i see you do a sneaker no well so what i did what we did we had a guy we have a lot of people uh, do pop-ups at our store and sipping shops so individual brands will come in and do that we had a we met a guy who um designs how do i say he decorates sneakers and he'll put different prints and snakeskin and rose print and denim and things like that so he actually made, he redecorated a pair of Air Force Ones for Kool-Aid and myself. And they had my rose denim. What else is on there? And polka dots? No, what's on my thing? He decorated them like our signs. And leopard, that's what's on mine. Um, I wish, I would love to do a sneaker collab. It's in my long-term goal list to do with Puma or Converse. Jordan 1 can get it too. I, I definitely have some ideas for Jordan 1 because that's my favorite shoe in the world. But I would love to do a sneaker collab. Yeah, I could totally see you doing that. Um, and then you do, you do, I saw you do some bags. Right? Yes. Some we have duffels and backpacks. Yeah. And um, we did totes before too. I have to get back to that. Yeah. I think those are the ones I saw was the totes. And they were in the colors. They had the really cool colors. Yes. Yeah. That was another thing I thought was ironic. I sold a hell of a lot of bags last year. And I'm like, where's everybody going? <laughs> That's interesting. And then, um, so, and then are you doing like accessories? Like, did I see like, um, like headbands and this kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, so every winter we do the ear warmers. Uh, ear warmer bands that go around. Um, I really like those because if you have big hair, natural hair, you don't always want it smushed under a hat or like a beanie style. So people really love those, especially those with like dreads and or locks. I'm not supposed to call them dreads. Locks and um, just like the big poofy styles. Um, I love this year. I'm trying to focus a little bit more on the accessories. So like hosiery and things like that. We have gotten a great response from our skirts. We've done a lot of skater skirts. I like that retro look a lot. So we did some, um, we did another collab with Genius Denim and they distressed some denim skater skirts for us. And those turned out really, really sweet. Wow, that's so cool. And then um, do you do leather? Not yet. 
Yeah. Let it been but most of your stuff is what? Like denim and jersey? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, oh, and then you have those jean jackets? That was Kool-Aid. That was AYV. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the jean jackets were fun too, Kool-Aid. <laughs> Very fun. What's yeah. so amazing with his like growth, like He's always like dabbled, but you never know how much, how far you, it's like, you never know how far you can go until you like push yourself. Right. Or you're forced to like figure it out. So since we don't have a huge fashion district or, you know, community where you can just depend and on finding a trustworthy person, you know, next door, he really has tested himself and proven himself as far as like sewing. Like I can, people, it's so funny. People are always shocked. Like I can't really sew that well, but he can sew like he sews everything you see at the store, you know, when it comes to those one-of-one pieces. So that's one of the things like we talked about because I can't sew, (laughs) you know, I can't do that. And I'll come to him with this idea and be like, oh, we should do this or we should do that. Or, you know, he'll have this idea and it's like, we can't find someone to do it. So he'll figure out how to do it on his own. And he's done it. So, you know, once you do anything, you know, ride a bike, anything, you know, you learn it, you do it a few times. Now you can do it in a short amount of time. And now you can, do a lot of them in a short amount of time. So I'm excited because when he grows, that means I can grow. <laughs> so if I have an idea that I can't knock out, I know I can get him to do it. Like, and hey, then, I, need are y'all doing, um, I know you do the, the, the patches. Are y'all doing um embroidery? Yeah, we have a lot of embroidered stuff. Um, a lot of our beadies, that winter stuff is all embroidered. Um, I have several jogging suits that are embroidered. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer embroidery than like the silk screen. Um, I don't really like vinyl. I'm not a vinyl girl. A lot of the stuff in our, our my brand isn't it doesn't have vinyl, but I like the embroid the rich like the the richness of like the embroidery because it'll last forever. You don't have to ever worry about it peeling off or anything crazy or melting away or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I love and it. To me, the thicker fabrics it lasts better, you know, than me just having something printed on top. Yeah. And um, so, okay, we talked a little bit about your goals and things. And then product wise, you know, we're coming up on, well, right now we're coming up on spring or we might, well, for you, maybe you're already working on spring, but um, what do you see like, you know, for spring? So pastels are my favorites every spring. (laughs) Uh, I love the corals, the cotton candy pinks and blues, things like that. Um, Hopefully we'll be able to knock out um, the, like some of those dresses and rompers. Um, Also just like those mix and match pieces. Just because our spring is not, I'm not going to say we don't have a real spring, but you know how Michigan weather is like, it'll be 30 degrees in spring. Like, so layers are like key. So I like to try to play around with some layers. That way we can still feel springy, even though it may not be, the sun may not be cooperating. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm just, I'm glad you took the time to like, you know, just come by here and, you know, just share a little bit about yourself and the line and the store and Detroit fashion and what's going on. And so, um, how can folks, you know, connect with you and support what all that you're doing? 
Uh, definitely follow me. You can follow my personal page, which is Melody Fresh. It's three H's on the end. Of course, follow the Fresher brand on any and all platforms. Uh, we're always um, trying to create engaging content to just laugh and get through the day. Um, if anybody follows me, they'll know that I like to post some very silly stuff <laughs> just because I like to laugh. And then my customers, I learn like to laugh too. So then I start posting that kind of stuff on our business page just because business pages are boring if all they're doing is selling you stuff. Like, what do y'all like to laugh about? You know, what's funny to you guys? What's, you know, what's, what's going on? So I like to just kind of talk and kick it with people online. Um, our store is open seven days a week. We're in downtown Royal Oak. We're on 11 Mile in between Maine and Washington. Come see us. Um, just about every Sunday, we have a pop-up shop with at least three or four different independent brands, usually from the city or surrounding areas. And that's their time to shine. And you can shop with not only, you know, AYM and Fresher, but you can also shop with some other people who are just maybe starting out or they may be established and they don't have a storefront. So they do these pop-up shops to build their clientele and actually meet with their customers in person too. So those are really exciting to me just because... I, used, I was pop-up shop queen, so <laughs> I, I love it. I like to meet people and, you know, just get to know your customers better. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, much love to you. And also, you know, to Kool-Aid and the whole AYV Fresher brand and family and just sending you all lots of love and appreciation for all that you do for Detroit, you know, especially y'all putting Detroit on the map with streetwear. And, um, you know, we want to uh, continue to support you because you've definitely supported um, us. So just much appreciation to you. And thank you. Thank you so much. You have a, you're another person. I can't wait to see a lifetime movie about. Hello. I keep saying lifetime just because, but you have such an <laughs> interesting and ex you have, it's not only just interesting, it's extensive. Like, I'm always so tuned in to your statuses when you're like, oh, this story time. And I was in New York here and I was in Paris here. And I'm just like, oh, this is so dope. Like so many people are not well-traveled like that at all. Like so many opportunities, you know, that you've had, the average person will never have. So I love to hear your stories. I'm always Indian crossed reading on my phone every time <laughs> you share. I just want to let you but know. But me that. and you got to do some collab. We're going to do some stuff. That's what that's what's going to happen in 2021. Absolutely. Yeah, because I want to get some fresher stuff on my Instagram. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready for my for my photo page. Yeah. Get some of that freshness on my Instagram, too. That's what's up. I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, yeah, everybody, please continue to support AYV, the fresher brand. And, you know, go by the store, check them out, go on their social media. And, you know, continue listening to Piper Carter podcast. We are here on yeah. Detroit is different. And you can follow us also on social media. Um, try to join our Facebook group so we can have some conversations. Piper Carter podcast. And also... Check us out on Instagram, pc.podcast. You know, we're there too. And um, until next week, y'all take care of yourselves and stay safe. Peace. Tune in 
weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe, like, and share on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.